Hello and welcome to another episode of Chewing the Fat with Mike, the podcast where we remind you to be grateful because today you woke up with air in your lungs, food in your pantry, and above all, coffee in your cup. I am your host, Michael D. Smith. Hey guys, welcome to another episode. Now, I wanted to start off this episode with a question. You guys are going to love this. Let me start by saying, if I were to give you a million dollars, how would you feel? Pretty awesome, right? Now, let's actually say it was 10 million. You'd feel... You'd feel even better, right? You'd be like, wow, look at all, all the stuff I can do with $10 million. There's only one string attached. One string. And that string is... You don't wake up tomorrow. Today's your last day on Earth. I mean, you, you, you don't live to see the light of day tomorrow. Would you still take it? $10 million, you could put that in a, a mutual fund and uh, that, that'd be quite, you just attached it to the S&P and put some sort of inherited uh, ugh, inheritance on it and you could take care of the rest of your family forever. But again, you don't wake up tomorrow. So... That is usually the caveat. And people usually would, uh, I believe, for the most part, say no. I wouldn't take $10 million if I had to die today and I only get one day with it. So why aren't you waking up every day like that day is worth $10 million? Nah, that's something to think about. And that, my friends, is a critical thought exercise. Every day should be worth $10 million or more. Because I know for a fact you wouldn't knowingly end your life for $10 million for one day. I know you wouldn't because you're not stupid. Some things you can do that can improve your money situation... And I've said this before, but I'm just going to go over it again. You can save money off of a uh, less expensive lifestyle. Like, <clears throat> I'll admit I've done some dumb things. I've financed a vehicle. Not exactly my brightest moment. But at the same time, I still have it. And it's still worth, you know, a little bit of money, I'd like to think. Maybe like... I don't know, at max, probably eight, eight grand. I mean, I paid 20 for it after taxes and everything, but still, I mean, I bought it. It was a year old. It's paid for now. It's still nice. It's only got like 70,000 miles on it and it runs very well. So, I mean, that probably wasn't the greatest investment for me to make at the time, considering 
it's a depreciating asset, but you know, you can have semi nice things, but at the same time, like if you see someone like there's people out there with like Louis Vuitton shoes, a Supreme shirt, driving a brand new car that in no way, shape or form is the standard version. You know, they make like the standard version that's just like got nothing to it. It's just a car with uh, like an, a decent radio in there. But if you get like the uh, the nicer version, it comes with like a moonroof and uh, like Sirius XM or something. And you see that and you can think, wow, either they make a lot of money, like a lot of money. You know, maybe they started their own business. Or they're living from payment to payment, paycheck to paycheck, and saving nothing month to month. I've talked about how I saved when I went to Florida. And I mean, I know I've brought it up a few times. I've talked about how I make coffee at home, and I've talked about how I don't need much, ultimately, to be happy. And it's through these principles that I have been able to live very, very comfortably. As I say, you know, every every month, every week, my net worth grows. And I mean, that's that's good. That's amazing. That's what you want your net worth to do. You want it to go up to show that you make smart decisions. And when you continuously make those smarter decisions... Your net worth continuously increases, and that is how one day you become financially independent to one point where you don't need to worry about working for someone. I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean, you you still want to work for someone. You don't want to dip into your nest egg, but at the same time, it's like, you know, whatever. If you got a boss that's not treating you well, and you're like, okay, well, you know what? I don't need this. Like, I don't have any payments. My house is paid off. My car is all paid off. Like, and I can live off of $1,200 a month, and I've got 15 in the bank. You're like, I don't need this. I don't need this job. That's what I want for you. That's what I want for everybody. I feel like it'd be a good time. <laughs> now, with all that being said, you still have to try at work. I'm not going to say don't try, you know, because if it's something you really want to do and if it's something you find value in, then by all means, keep going for it. You know, don't don't just slack off and be like, you know, I've got my money together. Screw this. I don't need this. Because when you think about it, you kind of do still because health insurance is super expensive. And I mean, I know there will be things that you can cash flow. However, why cash flow it when you don't have to? Why cash flow it when you can just pay an insurance premium or have it come out of your HSA? HSAs are a beautiful thing. I actually just started contributing to mine because I actually just started with that insurance. And it's pretty sweet. I see all the money in there. And I'm like, wow. And then my employer puts in their little contribution. And then 
I put in mine every week. And then you can also, like, invest it. Like, S&P, you earn, like, 9% on it a year. Why not? So, it's it's really an investment tool as well as, you know, awesome health insurance. I highly recommend NHSA. I was rocking PPO for a long time because I didn't want to pay those higher prices. But at the same time, you know, I was pretty much living paycheck to paycheck trying to pay everything off back then. So, I'm in a different area of my life now. And, you know, I was younger, so I was kind of stupid. So I used to go to the doctor a lot because I used to injure myself a lot. (laughs) Yeah. Gym memories, you know. All right. I got a little bit off topic there. So what I was talking about was how you don't need the best of everything. You just don't. You don't need that car that costs 30 to 40 grand that you'll be making house payments on for four years at minimum payments. If you really want to get serious about it, you could buy a used car with some miles on it for about five to ten. Now, five to ten grand is a lot more responsible than 40. And just a reminder, this is if you're in debt, you know, and it's a lot more responsible, especially when you pay cash. Because when you have the means to travel some, and I mean by traveling some, I mean you can get around town, you know, it's not, it's not like, you know, you're traveling, you're going from like Missouri to California or something, you just have the ability to get around town. But when you have the means to travel like that, and you're not paying as much in taxes, registration fees and yes it won't last you as long but with the money you save from making actual payments you can start a sinking fund in for your next car and pay cash for that one as well and that is including the price you get for selling the cheaper one you currently have and if you only get two grand you still drove it back and forth to work grocery store made and saved money and boom Next car is a cash car. I didn't do that, but I wish I would have. <sighs> yep. When push came to shove at the end of paying everything off, my car was my highest debt. And I think I still owed about 12 on it after paying everything off. Like my credit card, my bed. I had to fix my dad's rearview windshield because I actually smashed that in. For the most part, I didn't really do anything that year. I just worked and paid what I could. And eventually, after chipping away at it, I got the balance down to zero. I will say, on the other hand, I have started dating. And the fact that seeing her smile and happy, I will spend a little bit more. Not because I have to, but because I want to. I know she doesn't necessarily have to have everything I've given to her, but making her happy through a little event or doing something locally and cheap is a great way to spend time together. I'm a fan of walking around because it's free, it's exercise, and it's fresh air. And she's told me, you know, when I have spent money that I don't really need to spend that much, but, you know, I'm I'm at the time of my life where I can. And it's awesome. 
at least it feels awesome anyway to be able to do for other people. However, as much as I'm saying that, you know, I do value money and I do spend time working on myself and working on the money that I do have and there's certain ways you can manage it. Aside from that, no matter what, no matter how much money you have, you can't buy back your time. You can't purchase time that you've already spent doing whatever. And by that aspect, no amount of money will be able to purchase your time back. It doesn't matter. So from that aspect, you got to think. You use your time making money, which you use to purchase everything you have. But then at the end of your life, when you've got money, you don't have as much time. And it's something you need to think about and it's something you need to weigh out and you need to honestly think about how much time you want to spend of your life earning money. This is why it's important to find ways to make money as you sleep. This is why investing is very important because you can't work yourself to wealth. You have to be able to find a way to make money while you're sleeping. And on another hand, sometimes you make money while you're sleeping and sometimes you lose money while you're sleeping. But if you stay in there long enough, I mean, it'll come back up and you'll be buying at a discount. That's how I look at it. I just keep going. Even if it, even if the stock market's going down, I keep buying in and buying in and buying in. And then eventually it'll turn around and go back up and I will have bought at a discount for all those months or days or weeks that it was down. And that is the beauty of the stock market. It's also important to be diversified. However, people will usually buy at peaks and then they will panic sell when it starts to go down for a while. And that is how you end up losing a lot of money. However, I will say I'm not an investor, so don't ask me for investing tips. I just know what I know and I do what I do and, you know, whatever. <laughs> anyway, I'm going to wrap up this episode here. Thanks for listening. You have been listening to Chewing the Fat with Mike. Don't forget, you can always email the show at chewingthefat1990 at gmail. That is chewingthefat1990 at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, and until next time, stay blessed.